Hello, Vikings. This is the After Augie podcast where we talk about all things post-Augustana. Thank you to those of you who tuned in to our previous episode with Anna Tag and Leon Nguyen. If you didn't catch it, you can give it a listen in this feed. And if this is your first time, welcome. My name is Alex Mazak, and I'm from the graduating class of 2013. I'm super excited to be your host for this month's show. Today, we'll be interviewing Andrew Brimmeyer, and it's going to be a great conversation. So let's get this thing started. Andrew, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this, Alex. All right, let's dig in. Um, first things first, let's get some basics out of the way. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your major at Augustana, your path after Augie. What are you up to now? Yeah, um, so my name's Andrew Brimmeyer. I graduated from Augie in 2015 with majors in English literature and business management. Um, after Augie, went to Notre Dame for a couple of years to pursue my master's in education, uh, which ultimately led me out to uh, Denver, Colorado, where I've been teaching for the past seven years. Um, yeah, or so, yeah, something like that. Yep, six or seven years at this point out here. And then, um, yeah, so I, I teach English literature at a little school out here called Annunciation to sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. And in addition to that, I am the cross-country coach at our school, as well as uh, the founder and director of a program out here called Denver Urban XC, which seeks to get more kids of color involved in running and remove any barriers that might be preventing them from trying the sport. That's super cool that you're doing that um, on top of your teaching. As we're recording this right now, um, it is the start of the school year. Things are really gearing up. So Andrew's wearing multiple hats as we are um, digging in on this podcast. So I appreciate his time. Um, let's dig in first. Let's go back in time. Let's go to Augustana and think about a few things together. Um, tell us a little bit about what you were involved in while you were at Augie. Yeah, at Augie, I, uh, in addition to my classes, I was on the cross country team um, and track team. So I lettered in both those sports all four years under Coach Oles. Uh, we, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great time, good experience, got to be captain senior year, which was fun, um, and just met some really incredible people who are lifelong friends and um, who, I mean, inspire a lot of the work that I do today, just from the type of people I got to be around, um, and just the culture of the cross country and track team, uh, which were just really, really positive places for me at Augustana. I know you just talked a little bit about how important the cross team and being associated with those people that you got to know and Coach Ols, a legend at Augustana. Um, are there other transformative experiences outside of that? Or can you think of a transformative experience from your time on those teams um, that kind of shot you into your career path or what you're up to? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's funny how it, it just seems like people get put into your life that just kind of can change the trajectory. My freshman year roommate, um, David Voland, he uh, right from the start was an education major. And um, I, uh, I hadn't been thinking about education going into college. Uh, and then just the more I talked to David, just like our ambitions really aligned our values really aligned um the things we cared about really aligned like I loved working with kids uh I, I wanted to be a coach someday and um so yeah having having David as a freshman year roommate was really transformative for me because he just had such like a firm moral compass and I was just 
an 18 year old kid trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with my life. Um, so having him there as, as kind of a guide was really big for me. Um, uh, and then, yeah, just being under someone like coach Ols who dedicated his life, uh, not only to coaching, but also to being a teacher and an English teacher at that. Um, and as an English major, I got to take a few of his classes and, um, his classes really centered on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and, and he, uh, I remember his African-American lit classes and him saying that these are stories that never get told, or these are stories that are important that too many of us just, just throw to the wayside. Right. And, um, as a middle-class white kid from Iowa, I needed, I needed to hear that and I needed to learn that. Um, and so Ols was extremely transformative, not only in the way that he coached, but just in his philosophy about life and about what it is that is our duty as human beings here. And that's to, to lift up others and to uh, create a better world going forward. I love hearing you talk about that idea of being on and off, off the, the course and um, in the classroom. That was such a huge experience for me at Augustana as well, that we learn so much when we're in the in the classroom, but also when we're learning about life and doing things that matter to us. You know, a lot of seniors get asked, um, was Augie more than you imagined? How was Augie more than you imagined? There are those um, forms that show up on, on the website, and you sometimes get to check out what people are up to in different places. Um, how was Augustana more than you imagined? I don't know if you've ever been asked that question, but now's your chance. Yeah, um, I'd say for me, going into college, you kind of, you're, you're looking at like those check boxes, right? Of like, oh, does it check this box? Does it check this box? And, and all of those things are very practical things like, oh, does it have the majors that I want to major in? Does it, is it in the kind of city I want to be in? Is it, um, is it this or that? And uh, one of the things I never really thought about is will this place help transform me into the kind of person that I want to be. And Augie, without a doubt, did that. Um, it was a place that consistently challenged me to think about my own biases. Uh, it, it was a place that challenged me to look at the world through other people's perspective and not just my own myopic perspective. Uh, and it and it did that across disciplines too. Like in English classes, it did that. In my business classes, it did that. And other classes that were just to fill a, a graduation requirement, it did that. It 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 helped form me into uh, a person who wanted to be a person for others and and a person who tried to live for others. Um, and it, and it did that just through the interactions with all the people I met. Um, the, the thing that I love most about Augie is just how good the people were there um, and how good the people are there. And um, those friendships that I have from Augie have lasted to this day. I still keep in touch with so many friends and, and roommates and classmates and teammates. Um, and so, yeah, I would say Augie for me was more than I imagined just in that it helped transform me into the person that I am today and, and helped inform what kind of work I wanted to do in this world and work that wasn't just about getting a paycheck, but was about trying trying to do something to make my corner of the world just a little bit better. You know, it's more than I imagined because I get to sit down with you right now and have this conversation. We've never met, but I'm feeling inspired. I love listening to what you have to say right now. Um, 
it is just vibing with my belief set as well. So I really appreciate what you're doing. And um, I'm excited for this continued conversation. We're going to, um, we've been deep and serious so far. We're going to take it out of that uh, for a moment. And I'm just going to ask you, um, if you were transported back to the Quad Cities right now, um, what was your favorite place to like eat or go when you were around campus? Um, if you were to go back right now, like what would be your spot? Man, that's, uh, oh, there's, there's some good spots that I really miss. I, uh, first off would get some Whitey's ice cream right away. Uh, would, uh, right now I'd get a cookie dough shake, but in a few months in October, I'd get one of their pumpkin pie shakes. Sometimes I, I still, oh man, I miss Whitey's so much. We don't have it out here in Colorado. So, uh, I would definitely go to Whitey's, uh, La Ranch was, was a great place. I, I loved eating there. Uh, and then, uh, th this one, a lot of my Chicago friends will make fun of me for, but happy Joe's pizza. I'm a big happy Joe's fan. And a lot of my Chicago friends were like, bro, that's not pizza, but, but Hey, I, I thought it was pretty good stuff. So, but definitely hit up those three spots. Hey, the floor was yours and you're the one on the podcast. So they can't <laughs> give you a hard time about that. Um, let's, uh, let's dig into one last one. And then I want to talk a little bit more about what you're up to right now in your professional life. Um, what do you wish you knew that you know now um, when you graduated Augustana? So like some advice for those that are maybe thinking about going to Augie or um, are at Augie now, or um, even for other alum, um, what do you wish you would have known? Yeah. Um, I think one of the big things is that it's, uh, it's okay to not have it all figured out. Um, sometimes we graduate and we think like, all right, I got this degree. I've got this or that. I'm going to this grad school. Like I've got it figured out. Like I'm, I'm on my way. And the truth is like life is still just beginning for you after you graduate. Um, and you're going to take your lumps uh, and it's going to be really hard at times. College is a really wonderful place. And Augie's like a magical little oasis sort of. Um, and then, and then you leave it and, and the real world comes and, and, uh, it can be a bit of a transition sometimes, right? Um, I know it was for me, uh, just going from having like the cross country team of like 40 brothers with me all the time to like all of a sudden like watching TV while I'm eating dinner by myself and being like, oh man, like what, what now, you know? Um, and that's okay. It's okay to live in that uncertainty and to not have it all figured out and to um, can just continue down the road, even if you don't know where it's leading you to. Um, and, and I think that the most important thing from Augie that you can learn is what am I passionate about? What do I care about? Um, and if you just start putting yourself in environments where you care about the stuff that's happening in that environment, um, the rest of the stuff really starts to fall into place and the path starts to seem a little more clear. Um, so it's okay to not have it all figured out once you graduate. Um, and, and you're going to do a lot of learning outside of Augie. Uh, one of my professors, uh, Jason Peters, who I, I think has moved on from Augie, said, hey, remember that once you leave this place, you're not educated, you're graduated. Education is a lifelong process. Um, it doesn't stop when you leave here. And I think those words are extremely important. Um, I'd, I'd like to think all of us will continue to learn long after our days at Augie and hopefully till the day that we die, we continue to learn. Um, so 
so yeah, it's okay to not have it all figured out. You're going to keep learning stuff even after you leave Augie and just let the passions and uh, things that you cared about at Augie, let those inform what you care about in the future and, and what situations you put yourself in. I can tell you're an educator. The idea of lifelong learning holds true with us teachers. And um, I really love the idea that you're rooted in that community as well. Community with faculty and staff on, on campus. Um, the idea that some of your runs probably felt a lot more lonely after not having the pack um, with you, but knowing that those people always have your back as well as we spread across the United States and potentially the world. Let's dig in a little bit more to your professional life because you've been creating community in what you do during the day and then after um, the school day ends. So um, let's dig into that a little bit and let's talk just about um, what advice you might give someone who's looking for a job in your career field or with the um, extracurricular work that you're doing. Yeah, um, so being an educator, I think it's, uh, I think it's really important to find a place that aligns with your values when it comes to education. Um, I teach at a little school called Annunciation, uh, and it's a school out here in Denver that um, educates mostly the children of immigrants and refugees from uh, mostly Mexico and then some from South Sudan as well. Um, about 92% of our kids live below the poverty line, um, and so that creates some pretty natural challenges in their educational career, um, but our school is a place that is extremely intentional about how we teach kids uh, and how we love kids. Um, we believe that relationships have to come first uh, and that um, once you form those solid relationships with kids, learning can really happen. Um, we believe that our learning should be meaningful. It shouldn't just be about uh, trying to hit certain marks on standardized tests. It's about forming a, a person, a human being, and, and somebody who's ready to go out into the world and, and do real work that matters for real people. Um, and uh, Annunciation is a place that just really, really, really aligns with what I believe about education. Um, and I think where I see other educators struggle or get frustrated sometimes is when they're at a place that they feel doesn't really align with their values or, um, or a place that makes them lose sight of why they started teaching in the first place. Um, and and that's it, it's easy to have that happen too. Education is a really difficult field, as you know. It's easy to get burnt out. It's uh, it's easy to feel like it's you against the world sometimes. Um, and so finding a school that um, just really aligns with who you are and what you believe in is super important. Um, and that goes back to like the interview, like when you're interviewing with schools, like. What questions are you asking those schools uh, about what they believe about forming children? Uh, what um, are you able to just have a conversation or is it just a series of questions that they're asking you uh, that they have to ask potential employees? Um, my, my very first inter interview with Annunciation, we just talked for like an hour and it felt extremely natural. Um, and there are other places I interviewed where it didn't feel like that. Um, and so uh, I think that was, that was God's way of leading me towards that school. Uh, and and I, it just felt like the right fit for me. And I hope that other educators search for that when they're looking for 
that school and not just educators, whatever you do, um, like finding a place that really aligns with what you believe about helping others and, and serving others, because ultimately that's what we're all here to do. Yeah, you can definitely have some challenges when you don't get immediate feedback. I mean, we work with students all the time and sometimes you may never hear from them again or it's years down the road where they're like, you were my favorite teacher ever. And you just right. don't know that. Um, and it's great to hear those things. But if those values are rooted in the right place too, that helps you on a daily basis. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about um, what inspired you to get involved with um, your Urban XC work. Yeah, so... Uh... Growing up, ran cross-country and track, ran cross-country and track at Augie, and I am a self-proclaimed nerd of the sport. I absolutely love it. I nerd out over training and, and over just like minute details about running. Um, so that's a natural love that I have. It, I can't help it. It's just something I care a lot about. Um, so when I got to Annunciation out here in Denver, I I decided to take on being the cross country coach. Uh, at the time there, I don't know, we're maybe like three or four kids on the team um, and certainly hadn't had much success as a team. Uh, and so I, uh, I was like, all right, we're going to build something here at Annunciation. And it's like middle school cross country. It's not that important at the end of the day, but like, that's just how I work. If, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it well. And uh, um yeah, over the years that the team has been built up, we typically have uh, probably between 15 and 20 kids who end up at least trying the sport each year, um, which is really fun. We've had uh, kids go on to the high school level and uh, run super competitively and become state qualifiers. And um, we, have, we have kids who are looking to potentially run in college. Um, and that was like a really beautiful success story at Annunciation. Um, but our kids would go to meets. Um, and like I said, most of our kids are Latino or, or black and they would be the only kids of color at a meet. We'd, there'd be 200 other kids out on the start line and our little group of kids in red jerseys were the only kids of color running period. Um, and my kids noticed that too. And, um, there was a program out here called Denver City Lax, which is a, uh, lacrosse program dedicated to, getting more kids of color involved in the game of lacrosse and removing any barriers that might prevent them from entering the sport. And my roommate out here, actually, Liam Driscoll, he's been involved in that program ever since he came out here. Uh, and I saw the work that they were doing and I was just really inspired to want to do something similar in the running world. Um, and so we started it a couple summers ago to try to get more kids from uh, communities of color involved in running. We try to reach out to a number of schools and uh, and get kids to to join our team because uh, our big belief is that um, when kids have a space that they feel comfortable in, um, then they it's easier for them to do things that are uncomfortable, like run. Um, and so, um, a lot of times, kids of color will go onto a cross country team and they'll be the only kid of color on their team and the way that they grew up is very different from the way that a lot of other kids on their team might have grown up and so urban xc's goal is just to create that safe space for kids to be able to uh, come and run and, and fall in love with the sport um, with other kids who they can identify with a little bit and um, 
I, I think it's it's a really beautiful community that's starting to flourish a little bit. And uh, we had kids from, I think, eight or nine different schools running with us this summer, um, probably between 25 and 30 kids from around the Denver metro area who would uh, come and run with us at various points in the summer. Um, and we, uh, yeah, we were very lucky this summer that Hoka found out about us and they um, decided to uh, give all our kids shoes and some gear and also um, create a little uh, a video highlighting uh, the experiences of kids of color and running, um, which is really, really cool and hopefully will help us continue to get our name out there a little bit and be able to serve more kids. That idea of communities back again, what you talked about at Augustana, you're creating with the kids on the cross team, that idea of representation and that it matters and just that opportunities matter too, that everyone should be afforded those opportunities. In your work in school, but also with um, the cross work, um, how have you networked? How have you um, found mentors, um, leaned into new mentors or old mentors? Yeah, um, in the education field, I, uh, I feel extremely lucky to be on a staff with just dynamite teachers. So right there, that's those are people who have been able to help me grow immensely as a teacher. Um, we also, our school for a number of years was a part of a uh, alliance of schools called EL Education, um, which is dedicated to making learning like really matter, you know, and, and, and to make sure that kids are doing real work for real people, like we said. Um, so I've gotten to meet a number of incredible educators through that over the years, just by going to national conferences or, or having other educators come to our school. Um, our schools had um, site seminars where we've hosted like 40 or 50 teachers from uh, British Columbia and Ontario to come down and, and see what we're doing as a school. And um, those opportunities have always um, pushed me to become a better teacher and to see what other people are doing in education um, to really continue to help me grow, you know, and to become closer to the kind of teacher that I want to be. Um, and then in the running world, uh, yeah, I've, I've reached out to tons of coaches uh, over the past few years, whether it was uh, coaches at my old high school or Ols, or um, we, we're really lucky out here in Colorado. It's probably one of the most competitive states in the country for distance running. Um, and I went to a conference last winter called the Boulder Running Conference, um, uh, or the Boulder Running Clinic, I should say, and uh, met just a number of incredible coaches from all around the country um, who've had national champions and are sending kids to Division I colleges and, and all of this stuff. And um, I, th I think the most important thing is to just not be afraid to approach those people. Cause at the end of the day, they're just people. And sometimes we think that these people who are like giants in our field are like these unapproachable, like deities almost. And, and they're, they're just people. And if you go up and you're curious and you ask questions, they love talking to you. Um, and, and so that's, that's a huge piece of advice I have for, uh, and anybody, uh, going into any field, just find people who you really admire in your field. Um, and don't be afraid to ask them questions because most of the time they're going to be willing to help you out and you're going to grow so much more than if you were just too nervous to ask the question in the first place. Um, so, so yeah, those have been huge, huge, huge influences for me. All of those people who I've been able to talk to over the years and 
and learn from. And, and ultimately those are, those are the times that you end up growing the most after just a simple conversation with somebody. It can make you look at something in a different way and uh, really encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and try something new. And, uh, and then those relationships just build, right? you you meet one person and then that introduces you to another person who introduces you to another person and your network just grows. And, um, and then it feels like whatever work you're doing, you don't feel like you're on an Island anymore. you you feel like you've got a community of people to, to be there and help you out if you ever have any questions. You know, I asked you about mentorship and honestly, in your work with young people, you're a mentor just as much yourself in and out of the classroom. So I appreciate um, your answer about all the people that you work with, um, but also it's exciting to hear about the networks that you're creating for the students that you work with and the kids that you work with, again, both um, in the classroom and uh, out in the on the course, on the, on the running paths. Let's uh, talk a little bit about um, after Augie um, and dig into those pieces as well. Um, how have you been able to stay connected with Augustana after graduating? Yeah, um, I, I mean, the biggest thing is the friendships, right? Um, I've got a number of friends who have decided to settle down in the Quad Cities, so it's always great for me to be able to to go back to the QC and and hang out with people and hit up some of our old spots, whether it's going for a run and and doing the bridges route that we always did at Augie, or um, or or just going to get some food or some whiteies and um, and then like weddings as as you get older too, like those are always a great way to reconnect and uh every time that i i am back with augie people i just like i just feel so grateful uh that i got to be surrounded by such incredible people at such a transformative part of my life um and even though i live uh, pretty far away from all those people now they're still huge parts of my life and um extremely supportive in the work that i do and and it's so fun seeing them build their careers and their families. And, um, and yeah, I just, oh, I'm so grateful for, for Augie, for being the place where so many of those connections could happen. Um, but yeah, it's just little things, you know, texting a friend or, or calling an old coach or emailing an old professor. When you see something that reminds you of something that they said in class, um, all of those are ways in which I try to stay connected to Augie. I really have one last question as we wrap things up today. A part of Augie's uh, mission is to empower students to think about how their skills and passions can meet the world's greatest needs. And we've been talking about that a lot through this entire conversation, but how has Augustana and the experience you had there um, empowered you to use your skills and passions to meet some of the world's greatest needs? Yeah, um, man, I, I think Augie just did such a good job of of helping me realize that uh, the way I grew up isn't the way that everybody grew up, right? And um, and the privileges that I have uh, are not afforded to everybody, and we're not all on the same starting line. Um, and I think uh, my time at Augie made me realize that whatever it is that you're doing, there's got to be something bigger to it, right? If you're on a cross-country team, uh, it's more than just running. Uh, also, he's talked about uh, the journey being the goal and that every time we're out there, we're celebrating life. Um, and to me, that's important in all of the work that I do to make sure that there's joy and, and, uh, 
and, and passion and everything that I'm doing, because that will carry over to the kids. Um, and then, yeah, it's, I, I think I'm, I'm just so grateful to have gone to a school where it wasn't just about uh, getting a good job after college. Like you certainly can, if you go to Augie, you can get a great job that pays really, really well. Um, but it was always more about finding something that was a passion for you. Um, and that led me towards education, even though I didn't uh, major in education in college, I had professors who I would talk to about it and be like, Hey, I think like, this is ultimately a path I want to go down. Uh, and uh, uh, Professor Marme uh, in the business department, she was one of the first people to say, like, do it, like, go for it. You should absolutely do it. Um, and then having English professors leading me uh, to good books that encouraged me to, to follow whatever path was calling me, you know, um, all of those things led me to really searching for a passion uh, and a something that I felt was a vocation and more than just a job, you know? And um, yeah, I'm just extremely grateful to Augie for that because it's, it's, uh, it's informed all the, the decisions that I've made since then and, and uh, forced me to look at things um, and, and see what my heart is telling me rather than just what my head is telling me. Um, and if you follow your heart, it very rarely steers you the wrong way. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go on a run right now myself. I'm ready to fly out to Colorado and be a cheerleader on the side as the team is running. I am ready to go. I, uh, I really appreciate that we got to talk today together, Andrew. Um, that's going to be a wrap for today's episode. Um, anybody who's listening can catch us back here next month for more of the After Augie action. We like to keep these shows relatively short and sweet. So take us along for the ride on your commute to work or from work, um, build us into your morning routine or unwind with us in the evening after a long day with your beverage of choice. Uh, until next time, Vikings, we'll see you then.